Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. All right, we're going to keep going in our purpose series. And for those of you who don't know, I'm Josh Block, and I run a local business in our community and have been part of City Life since before uh, City Life was planted. I think it's about six years ago, but I could be wrong. And so when Jerome and I were talking, Pastor Jerome and a crew of ours are in Tampa uh, speaking at Flavor Fest, and so carrying the story of City Life and what God is doing here uh, to a church and to a conference in Tampa. He'll be flying home today. But when we were talking about this series, as a business owner, my mind immediately went to how we work. What does it look like for Christians to work, to, to honor those we work for, to serve the organizations that we work for, to love those around us? And since some of the people at City Life work at the business I work, it'd be kind of like convenient, right? I could get them to work extra hard for a couple weeks by just speaking about that. And that's kind of what pastors do sometimes. But rather, over the last couple weeks, my heart started being pulled in a different direction, and it was, it was this idea of reimagining who Jesus is, really trying to strip down all that we've thought about Jesus and just refresh who he is in our lives. Because City Life is a church that uh, is, has, is very prone to action. Right? We have a, a bias for moving because we believe God is close. We believe that love runs too. And so we have love the city truck and we have love the city week and we have mentoring and we have housing projects. And there are no shortage of ways to go and do at City Life. And yet, as we're going to see in the story today, even those who were close to Jesus sometimes got it wrong. Even the disciples sometimes totally missed the mark. And so we're going to dive in today and imagine what Jesus looks like, who Jesus is, uh, and so that we can in turn be the embodiment of Jesus. And so we're going to hop to a slide here. Next one, we've got some pictures of Jesus. This is just a relatively random Google search. There are worse ones than this, I promise. And so this right here, you can tell that for being in the Middle East, Jesus spends a lot of time indoors. Right, like he he doesn't he doesn't he's not as tan as I would anticipate him being. But yeah, Jesus is oftentimes very white, very well groomed. And a friend of mine once said that God made us in His image, and sometimes we do our best to return the favor and make Him in our image, to make Him to look like us, to make Him to be like us. And so first we have this iconography, the, this imagery that artists have put forth that we've seen ever since we were little kids, like angels sitting on fireplaces and, and so forth. And then the second piece of what we see with Jesus is what, what people have told us ever since we were young is what is the posture of God? And if I were to ask you, some of you would say that, that God's posture ever since you were a young kid was kind of this disappointed, distant, angry, like keeping track of all of our sin, that, that's kind of the posture of who God is. And so we're just going to step into Scripture and see how does what, what Luke says about Jesus align with what we've been taught and what we've seen in these pictures. You guys ready? 
All right, so Luke, just for a little bit of background, I'm not gonna assume anything because we all come from different walks and have grown up in the church or just kind of getting to know the mystery of who Jesus is. Luke is one of the disciples. So there are 12 disciples who walked really closely with Jesus and Luke is one of them. Luke is a physician. So he's, well, it was 2000 years ago, he's a doctor of some sort. And so in these gospels, there's four of them in the New Testament. Everybody say four, four. And the New Testament is really the break between the Old Testament and the New Testament is Jesus. So once Jesus enters the scene, we begin to see the New Testament. And then there are four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these are four perspectives of Jesus' life. And it's kind of like four people were watching the Michigan State Rutgers game yesterday, and then they wrote a, wrote a letter after, and one was writing through the lens of a Michigan State fan. Like, oh, woo, go green. So they're writing through a Michigan State, and they're like, there were long passes, there was a missed field, or there was a missed fake field goal, and there was all this that happened, and we won. And then there's someone else who wrote from the vantage point of Rutgers, and, and whatever they view happened yesterday. It might have been a win in their eyes, but either way, what wrote from Rutgers. And then we have someone who was a referee at one time in their life, and they wrote through the vantage point of like a totally missed call in the first quarter for a late hit penalty that didn't really happen. And then the last person writes from the Goodyear blimp and has that perspective of the stadium. And so in the Gospels, we have sometimes there are stories where the same story is written in multiple Gospels. And yet today, it's only written in one, and that's in the book of Luke. And so one more piece before we get rocking and rolling is Luke wrote the book of Luke, and then he also wrote the book of Acts. And so he wrote about a third of the New Testament. The book of Acts is how the gospel of Jesus spread, such that it moved from 12 people to a much larger group, and 2,000 years ago, we're sitting in Lansing, Michigan, talking about the very same Jesus. You guys ready? All right, Luke 18. Can we get that up on the screen? One day, some parents brought their little children to Jesus so that he could touch and bless them. Let's just stay there for a second. How many of you guys wake up on an average day who have children, young children, and see a man in the local community and take them to him to be touched and blessed? None of us, right? Strange. Jesus' story, like Jesus is beginning to become known as someone who has, uh, who is God, right? Like I don't take my kids to men to be touched and blessed. It's just the way it is, right? And yet uh, what happens if we fast forward, next verse, when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Like the 12 guys who, again, have seen Jesus at work Scold. And if you think that scold is harsh, if you go to the other translations, it only gets worse. Like these, these guys, like, parents, keep your kids away from Jesus. And Jesus replies with, Jesus called for the children and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. And so this is the chapter that's before the story we're getting into, and, and Jesus is essentially says, you've got to be like a child to come to me. It's important to remember. 
And then just shortly after that, and I didn't put this up on the screen, but Jesus actually tells a parable of uh, a rich man who comes to him and says, how can I be saved? He says, I've done all these great things. And Jesus says, you have to give everything you have to the poor. Sell all your possessions, give it to the poor. And the man walks away sad. And the point of the story is not that Jesus is telling everyone to give away, to sell all of their possessions and give it to the poor, but he knew that in this man's life, that, that his possessions were keeping him from God. And so we've got two stories. One, he says, you must be like a child. And two, he says, you must be generous. And so now we get to go into the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus in Luke 19. So every time that I say Zacchaeus from now on, I need your help. This part of the room is going to say Z. This part of the room is going to say little, and this side of the room is going to say dude. Okay? So Zacchaeus. All right, you got to do it. Every, even if, I don't care if I'm reading the Bible or not. We're going to do it. Okay, Zacchaeus. All right, well done. Thank you. So let's look into Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho, and he made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. Thank you. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. So we know that Zacchaeus is short. We know that he's not just a tax collector. We know that he is a chief tax collector, and we know that he's rich. We find out later that he's not liked, and the reason is because anybody who was a tax collector wasn't really liked, but anybody who was a chief tax collector who was rich was likely a mix of the IRS and the mafia, right? They, weren't, they, were, they were skimming off the top. They were abusing people and trying to take more taxes than were really due. And so if we hop to the next, let's see, maybe there's uh, yeah, one more verse and then we're going to see there's a dr- some drone footage of Zacchaeus 2,000 years ago we're going to take a look at. Oh, thank you. I didn't catch that one. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. And so we got some drone footage of Zacchaeus. This is, is just our sense of maybe what Zacchaeus looked like. Wow. You guys are good. Is that... Zacchaeus is, is, has climbed a tree awkwardly. He's in a robe. He's a little guy. Jesus is passing through, and he's decided this is the only way I'm going to get to see Jesus. And so let's fast forward. One more slide is that Jesus is clearly accessible. We're going to just look at some of the things that I would say from reading this with an entirely objective view and say, this is what I see in the passage, and that's that Jesus is accessible. He is not hidden away, frankly. He didn't even stay in heaven, right? He came to earth. He moved in, into and through Jericho, and then he's going to walk up and talk to Zacchaeus. Wow, better than I thought. I think you guys will forget about it by the end, but we'll see. Somebody's pretty good holding us down. So he's accessible. Let's hop to the next verse, uh, verse 5. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by... Oh, oh, I may have made a terrible mistake. 
When Jesus came by, he looked up at Z and called him by name, Zacchaeus. He said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. How many of you, if I was to walk up and say, Sergio, we're friends, so I can say this to him, but how many if I just walked up to someone who I'd never met before and just said, I'm coming to your house today? Many of you would be like, eh, we were planning to go out to eat this afternoon, or I, didn't, I don't have the house tidied up. or I mean, Jesus, if we hop one slide forward, he's audacious. This guy has guts. Audacious for those who are, that's a stretch, is, is he's bold. Just walks up to this guy he's never met before and says, I'm coming to your house. Let's keep going. Zacchaeus quickly climbed. Whoever's watching from from, uh, online or later is going to be like, this was a disaster of a recording. But Z climbed quickly down from and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Amazing, his response. Jesus has walked up and he's asked to come to his house and he's excited and joyful. Jesus is approachable. Like that, he draws that kind of response right out the gate. Yeah, I'm excited. Even though he's not liked, he's short, he's not popular, he's a tax collector who serves the government, he's still excited to encounter Jesus. Verse 7, but the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Right, so these religious people, these are townspeople, they've come to see Jesus and they are disappointed. Like, why didn't he come to my house? Really? I have, you, I have been giving to the church. I have been showing up every fill-in-the-blank day. I've even been serving in the kids' program. I've fill-in-the-blank, fill-in-the-blank, fill-in-the-blank. Zacchaeus, seriously, you're going to go to Z little dude's house? So we know from this that Jesus is accessible. Jesus is audacious. And we can also see that Jesus is approachable and accepting. Just from this encounter, right? This is Luke's description of what happened. Next verse. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord, thank you, and said, I will give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes... I will give them back four times as much. It does not, we don't know what happened. We, we sense that Luke's giving a pretty clear description of what happened, but they may have had some sandwiches. They may have had, who knows what they had for dinner or lunch or whatever it was. But Jesus does not scold him. You must be like a little child to enter the kingdom of God. Is that, that the disciples, it says, scolded in Luke 18, and it says the people were disappointed, but this just, Zacchaeus just stands up. All right, we're starting to struggle a little bit. We'll, we'll stay on track. Is that he just stands up meanwhile. Like Jesus' very presence has led to Z being uh, repentant and generous. Like, is that different than the picture that we see or know of Jesus? 
like his very presence. And later in the New Testament, it says that his kindness, God's kindness draws us to repentance. Just, just to soak on that reaction. Like Zacchaeus just stands up and says like, yeah, thank you. We're really struggling now. It's okay, we're good. We can stop. Thank you. You guys did a great job. Is that he just stands up and he repents and, he moves and he's moved to generosity in the very presence of Jesus. So let's fast forward as we wrap up in Luke 19. Yeah, Jesus is awesome. Jesus is awesome. Verse 9, Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. Salvation has come to this home today because of his response to the very presence of Jesus. And so Jesus is, I listed a bunch of words. Yes, they all started with A for those of you who caught it. Accessible, approachable, audacious, awesome. He's adopting. He's actually accepted Zacchaeus as a son. And it's because Jesus is able. He's just very able to fill in the blank. And so before we dive into an encounter, I just want to invite us into being totally honest with where we are in this story is that if we're going to pull up a spectrum between Zacchaeus and religious people, and we have on one side, we have religious people who are the disciples, right? Like they're scolding parents. We have people who are disappointed that Jesus is going to Zacchaeus' house. And then we have Zacchaeus who humbles himself, who sets down his dignity and climbs a tree, who accepts Jesus with joy and excitement, and then who is moved to repentance and generosity, becomes a son. And so that's the invitation to us today, is to carry the posture of Zacchaeus. And we're going to do an encounter. This has never been done, as far as I know, at City Life. And first, I want to show you a picture of, it's an artificial intelligence rendering, uh, two, one after he's been to the barbershop and one before. He, this is kind of a picture of what Jesus may have, could have, possibly looked like. We don't see a picture like this very often as we, as we look at imagery of Jesus. And yet, I want to invite you, just after seeing this image, to close your eyes. And I want you to get into a comfortable place in your mind. As you're sitting in a, in a lazy boy, you're sitting uh, in, a, in a couch of some sort, a papasan chair, it's a place that you feel safe. Maybe it's a place that you feel refreshed in the woods, on a beach. Because I believe that God is everywhere and he speaks to us in all sorts of different ways through our minds and through our hearts and through the Holy Spirit that lives in those who are followers of Jesus. He works through our imagination. I want you to, to imagine that Jesus 
walks into the space that you're in. He's, he's kind of on the edge of your view and he walks in. To pay attention to what Jesus looks like. Then he walks over and he sits right next to you. And as he draws near, I'm going to ask Jesus a question on behalf of all of us sitting here today. Invite him to answer, Jesus, what is it that you have to say to me today? For those who this sort of exercise is really new and unfamiliar, I'm going to just ask Jesus one more time in each of our minds, Jesus, what is it that you have to say to me today? All right, as the worship team comes up, what we've done this morning is is a little bit risky because there's always the possibility, depending on how we view Jesus, that a couple things happened. One is that he said something that was encouraging and loving to you, and it was a fresh encounter, and... It's beautiful and it's good. That's option number one. The option number two is that he said something that you don't really understand, feels mysterious, is a little uncomfortable, and you'd like to process with someone. Just, and I would encourage you, if you're in that space, we're going to have a number of people who are available in the front while we worship to just process through what Jesus said to you. And then the third is he said nothing. Like my brain is just, it's, there's so much, so much I wanted him to say or so much that I thought he might say or there's so much struggle or trauma or, or discouragement or my mind is just spinning so much that I, I couldn't quite hear anything. And I'd invite you if that's true for you and you would like to process that with someone, we have a number of, of leaders who are available just to process that with you and to pray with you. And so Jesus, we just um, are grateful for the way that you lead. We're we're grateful for the way that you love, the way that you use your power and your authority. So as we worship you, we just ask that 
that you would help, help press into to making like our heart your home. Yeah, we're grateful and we're thankful. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com.